We're here in the Gemara on the top of Daf Yud Ahmed Aleph. Three lines from the top. So the whole Gemara that we're going to learn today goes through different cases of Sveikis. All kinds of Sveikis, Benigete Bedikis Chomets, whether you have to do Bedike or not. We have about 10 cases over here, as we'll see. Let me just mention before we start the Gemara, there's a famous word from the Magid Mishnah, which the Alter Rebbe brings in Shulchan Aruch as well, that even though B'derach Kla, when it comes to Sveikis, so for sure, when it comes to Sveikis that are negate to a Chiv Medarabonon, we're always lenient. The usual klal is Safik Medaraisa Lachumra and Safik Darabonon Lachokol. Nevertheless, the Gemara goes through many cases, and the Gemara will be Mekel here as well, but the basis of this whole Gemara is that the whole entire Takana of B'dikas Chomets was L'chatchila instituted for a matzav of a Safik. When you look in the Mishnah, the first mission of the Mesechta. What does the Mishnah say? A makim shemachnisim b'chametz is mechuyiv in bedike. What's a makim shemachnisim b'chametz? A place that you know that there's definitely chametz there? No. A makim shemachnisim b'chametz. One of the examples we had before is a person has a wine cellar, and it's possible that in the middle of the meal he went down and he brought a piece of bread there, and therefore he has to do bedike there. So if you think about such a case, it's possible he brought the bread there. Possible he did not bring bread there. Even if he brought bread there. It's possible that he took his wine, walked out of the cellar, and he didn't leave his bread there. It says that's already a second suffix. Usually the klal is, when you have svek sveke, you don't have to do any bedike. You wouldn't have to do anything about it. Svek sveke is potter. For sure, when you're talking about a chiv medarabonon. But nevertheless, the entire chiv of bedikis chametz was instituted for a situation of a suffix. So therefore, in a case which is machnisim by chametz, which is l'chatchila a suffix, you're obligated to do the bedike. That's the basis of this whole Gemara over here. But nevertheless, here we're going to go through different cases where there's fake is, whether there's chametz or not, and the Gemara is going to show us when we could be lenient and when not. You have a pile of chametz. And you have two houses where the bedikah was already done. And a mouse came and took from this pile of chametz. Ilahai all that is, Ilahai all. To which house did it enter? It for sure entered into one house, but you're not sure into which house it entered to. So where do you, where do, you do Bidika? Do you have to do Bidika in either house? This example will be exactly the same like a Mishnah of Shnei Shvilin. Shnei Shvilin means a case of two pathways. What's the case of two pathways? So this is a case, Benigayat Tetumah. Tanan, it says in a Mishnah, Shnei, Shvilin, you have two pathways, Echot Tomei, one pathway is Tomei, Vechot and one, path, one, one pathway is Toir. In other words, you have one pathway where there's a caver there, or there's a dead body there, and you cannot pass through this pathway without becoming Tomei. So what happened? V'holach be'echot mehen, so one individual walked in one of these pathways, V'osataris, and then he goes and uh, touches things that are tired, trume, whatever it is. And then his pr- friend goes also in another pathway, not the same pathway as him. Goes in another pathway. And he also goes and touches things which are tired. So the question is, between the, these two people, one of them for sure encountered Tumah. But we don't know who. It's a Sophic. If each one of them comes separately and asks a question to, to Bezdin, am I Tahir or am I Tomei, 
So then each one separately we pass into him that you're tired. What's the reason that he's tired? Because it's a suffix. It's a suffix tumah. And suffix tumah is tired, especially when it's in a Rishusar The halacha of suffix tumah and Rishusar is that you're tired. So each one went on a pathway, he doesn't know where he went, and he's tired. Shneyem, bevasachas, if they both come and ask their question together, and we have to give a psak to both of them together, so then tameyem. So then they're going to be tummy, because if they come together, so we know for sure that somebody is tummy. So how can we pass in the tertoy? This is Rabbi Yehuda's shit. Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Yaisi says, Benkach or Benkach Tmeyim. Whether they came and asked the question separately, whether they came and asked the question together, either way we know that someone went and encountered the Tumah for sure, even though for each individual it's a suffix, but nevertheless we're going to pass in that tertoy. Uh, the Gemara explains exactly when they're arguing. If they come and ask the question together. You have these two people. And between the two of them, someone for sure encountered the Tumah. And they're coming and asking the question together. And Bezna has to pass to two people, Reuven and Shimon. Both of you are either Tameh or Tahir. If they come, so then there's no question. They're for sure Tameh. If they come and ask the question each individually, separately, so then everybody agrees, because I'm paskining for one person now, and for you it's a suffix. And then the next person comes and asks the question, for him it's a suffix as well. When is the argument over here? When one of them comes to ask the question, and he's asking the question about himself, and also for his friend. Rabbi Yaisi says, just like if both of them came together and asked the question, so I'd have to ask him that somebody is tummy, so I'll have to be machmer. If you come and ask the question for you and your friend, I also have to be machmer. So Rashi explains, when you're asking the question for you and your friend, the Bezdin doesn't have to ask him individually that you're tummy and your friend is tummy. The Bezdin has to ask him just for one person, and you'll understand that the same halacha applies for your friend. But because you weren't only asking about yourself, you're asking for you and for your friend, so Bishas, they give the, the, the psak for you individually, it's understood that the same psak applies to your friend. So even if you didn't, if Bezin doesn't actually give the psak for you and your friend, but if you're asking the question for you and your friend, so the psak is for both of you together. So therefore, you can't, Bezin can't say that you're both tohoi. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, that you're asking a question about yourself, and Bezdin gives the psak din that's negated to you. And then you have to have your own seichel and apply the same psak for your friend. Bezdin gave you only a psak for you individually. For me as an individual, it's tahir. Because I went into a place, I'm not sure which pathway I went to, and I'm tahir. And then I told my friend that Bezdin gave me this psak, you could apply the same psak for you as well. And therefore it's not a psak that Bezdin is giving for two people together. Taisvis, so he actually says, if you look in the second Taisvis, it's two lines. Taisvis says, Nire, the Hainu with the Rabbonon. This whole discussion over here, when you have a situation that somebody is definitely Tomei, and you don't know who it is, and Bezdin gives the Psak for each one individually that they're for sure Tahir, and when they give the Psak together, someone has to be Tomei, it's only with the Rabbonon. There's a Klal out of Paskin. Doesn't make a difference, they came together, they came separately, doesn't matter. We have a klal harapaski minatayra. Midrabanon, the lotion that it says in other Rishainim is that it's a chuchat lula. 
that it looks to people strange that we know for sure that someone's Tommy. So how could you pass him for two people that they're both Tommy, that they're both tired? So therefore, Rabbanan said that you should be mach when I'm passing that he's, that he's tired. But when I tell you, it doesn't make a difference how they asked. They came together, they came separately, they would be tired. This whole thing is a chumrim with Rabbanan. That what? That what? A sophic tumah is not tummy. A sophic tumah. I mean, if you want to call it exerius akosov, you can call it exerius akosov. But when each individual, when we apply the psak to each individual, it's a sophic tumah. If I combine both individuals together, so then for sure there's tumah amongst them. But that's not the way the Torah looks at it, though. The Torah looks at each individual separately. There's a psak for you, and there's a psak for him, and for each yeah, one individually. The questions, the, the yeah. No, no, no. The, the, the psak of Teireh, Teireh doesn't say a, a psak of a status of Tumah or Tareh, but negate to the object. What's negate here is the status of the person, of a Gavra. And regarding each person, we can't uh, uh, confirm for sure that each person went in the place which is Tameh. So therefore Teireh says, for each individual separately, it could be a Tameh, it could be a Tareh. We don't know, if, as long as we don't know for sure that you're Tomei, if it's in the Rosh Hashanah, Teira Paskins that you're Teira. Yeah. That each one of these touched an object. So we talk about each individual, you're right, each individual is right. so We talk about the object, the object is And the Chanami, but that's not what the Psa- you're true, you're right, but that's, not, that's the Psaq of Teira is being to the person. And regarding the person, each person is begetted Sophic. The, ob- oh, the, the object that uh, each one of them touched, the tardis that each one of them touched, will remain tar, correct, because the, the, the object is, is affected by the gavra, the status of the person. If benigate, each person is the suffix, so the status will also affect the, the thing that they touched. Okay, here, Anachanami. The same thing applies also, benigate to benigis chavetz. When there's a chiv or benigis chavetz, so you go, lekula, if you're asking the question separately, but if you ask the question together on both houses, so then it's going to need bedike. The next case, Zakta Gemara, Sofik, all. You have a situation where you have a Sofik, you see the mouse took the chametz. You saw the mouse in a, a courtyard, and there's two houses in the same courtyard, and it was near two houses. You're not sure which house it entered into. Sofik, all. Which house did it go into? So, Suffolk loyal, or it's a Suffolk that it did not enter into the house. This is the same case that you have regarding a valley. We have a Suffolk if a person entered into a place where there's Tumma or not. What's their machlaikis? person goes into a valley and it's in the winter time. In the winter time, the reason why it says the winter, because in the summer, a lot of people, it's open and you plant over there and people are, um, are actually in the summer, it's not planted. In the summer already they cut off all the wheat and it's open for everybody to come in over there. So therefore it's like a Rosh But in the summer, where it's the time when it's planted and people do not walk in there, it's like a private property. In the winter, huh? in the winter that is, right? And people do not walk in there. Vitume besada plainis. And you have Tumen and a specific field. So it's a valley which is a bunch of fields. And there's only one place, one section of that valley that has Tumen. And a person says, I came into this general area, but for any idea, I don't remember, I'm not sure. Did I go into this individual field or not? Or I did not. Rabbi says in such a case, if you have a suffix, whether you entered into this field where there's Tumah or not, you're tired. Even though, usually, 
a suffix of Tome in a Rishusayachid is Tome. Before we were talking about Shnei Shvilin, which is a suffix Tome in a Rishusarabim. There the Allah is that you're Tome, that you're uh, Tair. A suffix Tome in a Rishusayachid, the Klal is that you're usually Tome. But Rabbi Eliezer says over here, what's the suffix the person has? Did I enter into that field where the Tome is? When that's your suffix, so you're going to be Tair. And the Chachamim say you're going to be Tame. Because you were in that general vicinity in this valley, even though your suffix is, did I Bechlal enter into this field where the Tume is, it doesn't matter. That's considered to be a suffix Tume and a Yachid, then you'll be Tame. If you have a suffix whether you entered into a place where the Tume is, Tahir. Suffix Mago, if you have a suffix whether you touched, something that's there in that field that you entered into, then then you are Tomei. So Rabbi Yezah says there's a big difference if you entered into a field and you did, you were there in that specific field where the Tomei is. When you entered in a general vicinity in a Bikkah and you don't know if you entered into this field, over here Rabbi Yezah says that there's a suffix Bia. It's a suffix if you enter into that field and therefore you're going to be Tahir. So Rashi says, when the Gemara brings this Machloikis, uh, when you get the suffix Tomei, we paskin when it comes to Bedikas Chomets, like Rabbi Yezer. If you look in the Rashi, Metamin, in the end of that Rashi, the first uh, wide lines of the Rashi says, that over here, even the Rabbanon are going to be made, that Bedikas Chomets is, is mit Rabbanon, so we're going to go Lekula. And if you have, if the, the, the point of the Gemara Shaila right now is, you have an Achbar, you see the mouse, it's there in a Chotzer, it's right near your house, and you saw a dragging Chomets, and you're not sure if it entered into your house or not. So from this case, you see that if you follow according to Rabbi Yezer, Suffolk, if they t- it brought it into your house or did not bring it in, into your house, we pass in Lakola, that it's tired. The next case is, like the Gemara, another Suffolk. All, you saw the Akbar, the mouse, brought Chomets into your house. Badak, and then you went and you did Bedike. You went and you searched for the Chomets because you saw it bringing it into your house. You have to do Bedike. You didn't find any Chomets. So what do you do now? Could you rely on the fact that because you did bedike, so it's done, finished? Or no, you saw the mouse bringing the chametz into your house, you couldn't find the chametz, and there's a problem now. So the Gemara plukte the rabmei v'rabbanon. So machleikus of rabmei and the rabbanon. The tana noy rabmei raim rabmei said, "Kol davish abecheskas If you have an area that had a chazaka of tuma, so lo oilam hu betumasai, it remains with its tuma. Ach yivad lecha atuma heichan he." If you know for a fact that in this field, in this area, there was a dead body, there was a caver, and you went and you did bedika in the field and you couldn't find it, couldn't, you couldn't discover where it is, it remains in its, the cheskas tumma, the status of tumma that it has, until you find it. You do bedika and you, you dig in the ground, you have to uncover every area in the field until you reach a place where there's a hard rock, or karka basula, I'm not sure how you call that in English. You have the translation over there for karka basula. You come to the point where there's, where it's virgin, uh, ground. Huh? virgin ground. You come to a point where there's no earth. You can't dig any further. And once you inspected the entire field to that extent, so you could rely on the bedika and know for sure that there's no dead body that's uh, buried over there. So Rashi again says over here that the Gemara is bringing this at Machlaikis, Benigayat Tumah, which is a shaila that could be in a game in Atayra, but over here, Benigayat Bedike, we're going to be Mekel, like Rab Meir, and say that over here, the Bedike that you did is good enough. You don't have to do anything else. Huh? Uh, the one that's Mekel over here 
is the Chachamim. So even Rab Meir, that is, correct? Even Rab Meir will be made to the Chachamim regarding Bedike, that once he did Bedike, then you rely on that. Taisus over here says that we're talking even in a case where a person did not do Bittl. Most of the questions of the Gemara in our Sugya is in a situation where the person already did Bittl. And the Gemara is discussing the Chiyuv of Bedike in Medarabonon. Taisus says the main shail of the Gemara was, after you did Bedike, and you didn't find anything, do you still have to do bitl or not? And the reason Taisu says this is, because otherwise, Taisu says, what's Bechalal the Gemara's discussion? The person did Bidika in every corner in his house, and now the Gemara is asking, what should he do now? What should he do? He did Bidika, he did the most he could do. Was Vilstafanem, what else could he do? Says Taisu, the Ikishai of the, of the Gemara was, does he have to do bitl over again? He already did his Bidika, he did bitl or he did bitl before. The question is, does he have to do bitl again? That's the main Shiloh, when he gave it to bitl. Another case, all, there's a mouse that brought chametz into your house, Ubadak, and you did bidike va'ashkach, and you actually found chametz. So now the question is, you, did, you, you came into the house and you found chametz, you didn't do bidike in the entire house, you didn't do bidike in the whole room. You came in and you found chametz right away. The question is, do you have to continue doing bidike and inspect the entire house because a mouse brought chametz into your house? Or could you rely on the fact, I found the chametz, this is the chametz that the mouse brought in, and I don't have to do any more bedike. This is a machlekes of Rebbe and Rabshim Gamliel, the Tanya, Sade, Shenevad Ba, Kever. You have a field, and you know that somewhere in this field is a caver, but you don't know where it was. You enter into this field, you're tummy, because wherever you are, there's a suffix tume. Rashusa Yachid, the halach is a suffix tume, Rashusa Yachid, you're tummy. Nimza ba kever, you found a kever in this field. So, Anichnas l'techetar, once you know where the kever is, Shaniyaymer, I say, kever sha'ovad, who kever sha'nimza. This kever that was in the field, and now you discovered one kever, so you don't have to go and inspect the rest of the field. You rely on the fact that this is the kever that was here in the field. Divrei Rabbi. Rabshim Gamliel says, Tibadek kol asadekula. If you know that there was a field, that there was a caver, and you found a caver in the field, it's not enough. You have to inspect the entire field. Maybe there was another caver. Maybe the chametz, the same thing over here. Maybe the chametz that you found is not the chametz that was brought into the house. Maybe there's, another, there's more chametz. Maybe what you found is not what the mouse brought in. The point is, a house that Bedika was done has the status of a house that's boduk. It's already checked, it's inspected, and it's Pesachtik. Once a Akbar is, brings chametz into the house, so now it changes the status of the entire house. Now it's not a house that's Badik anymore. Even if you found the chametz, but the, the whole status of the house changed and you have to do Bidika all over again. So it's not enough if you did Bidika in one place, you have to do Bidika on the entire house again. So the next case. Hiniach Tes. You put down nine pieces of chametz. Yud, and you come back and you find that it's not nine, but it's ten. Who added the tenth piece over here? So the question is, what happened? The nine pieces you put down are the same nine pieces that you found, and there's only one piece that was added, or maybe the nine pieces that you put were taken away, and all ten pieces that are there are new. So now you have to do bedikas chametz. You have to look for all for all pieces that you put. That's the question. Could you rely just on one piece being added to this? Or no, there's, there's more over here in the house. Look to the Rabbi Rabbanon, so this as well as the Machlekes of Rabbi Rabbanon. Tanya, it says, Nebraise, hiniach mone. Person left a mone of miser money. Umotza mosayim, and now you find $200. You left $100 of miser money, and you come back and you see $200 here. 
Wh what is this? What's the money that you now found? So one opinion is, The money that you put there, the $100, that's $100. There's another hundred dollars that somebody added, so it's chulin money that someone added to your ma'isa sheni. So it's chulin a ma'isa sheni. What happens after that? Divrei Rabbi, Chachamim Ma'imrim, the Chachamim say, Hakayel chulin. It's all chulin money because there was another. Uh, there's more money that's added. So how do we know that it was more money added? This lav dafka more money added. The money that you placed there was taken away, and someone else came and put down other money there. So the same thing also with the chametz that you have to be machmer. And you have to say that the chametz that you put down over there, how do you know that it's the same chametz that remained there? Maybe it's a whole new, someone took away the nine that you put down, and now it's ten. It's a different number, so therefore you have to do bidik all over again. The opposite, huh? A mouse, a a mouse took it away, or maybe a person also. Took away all the ten, and then yeah. all the way nine, and it was ten. Yeah, a mouse took it, whoever, or a person. The opposite case, we have you put down, you put down ten pieces of chametz, and now umatza teisha, you put and you found nine pieces of chametz there. So the same machloekas applies also that mishnah. This is the sefer of that mishnah that says, or Abrais actually that says the Tanya. You put down two hundred dollars of meiser umatza mana, and now you find there's only one mana there. So that I could say, the money that I put, part of the money that I put is still there, and another part of the money somebody took. No, you put down $200 and now there's only $100 there. It's not what you put down, and you have to be chayshish, that all of it is chulen, it's a new thing that was put down, and it's not what you put down over there. If you look here in the bottom places of the Amr, the Niach Eser, the Motzatesha, so says that the case of here is talking about that you put down nine pieces, you put down, and they were, they were, they were tied to each other. And because they were tied to each other, so if you take away one, the other ones go with it. So therefore, if you come back, and then you find, uh, you put down ten, and now you find nine, so you're not going to say that Nistama, somebody came and took away only one. If you took one, he took all of them, because they were tied together. But in a case where they wouldn't have been tied together, you had separate pieces of chametz, and you put down nine, and, or ten, and now you find nine, so then we're going to rely on the fact that whoever took away, took away just one piece. So the whole, the whole shayla of the Gemara is when these pieces of chametz are tied to each other. And that's how the Alter Rebbe brings it in Shulchan Aruch as well. If it would just be individual pieces of chametz, we're not going to be chayshish that whoever took away one piece, took away everything and put another nine, nine pieces there. He probably took away one piece. Same thing also. The Tesis brings over there from the Gemara and Beitzer that says by the money the same thing. That the whole Shiloh, when you put down uh, 200 and you found 100, is only if you had uh, money that was tied to each other. But if it was separate, we're not going to be chayshish for such a thing. You put down your chametz in one corner. And now you found your chametz in another corner. So the question is, could I say the chametz that I found in another corner is the same chametz that I put down? Someone just switched the location. Or maybe, no, it's a different chametz. What I put here <coughs> is gone, and I have to find it somewhere in the house. And the chametz that I found in another corner is a different chametz. So again, this is a pluk to the Rabshim Gamliel, Rabban, and the Tanya, and Abrais. It says, Kardum she'ovad bebayis. You have an axe that was lost in the house. Habayis tome. So the house, someone was here in this house. Someone came in and moved this object from one corner to another. So the house is going to be tome. 
Shaniyaymer, because I say, Adam Tami Nichnas Lasham. There could be a person that was Tami that entered into the house, and he took, the, he took this axe. So if, if you don't see the axe over there, you have to be chayshish that someone came in and moved it. Shem Begam Liel Oymer, Rab Shem Begam Liel says, Habay is toy, the house is toy. Shani Oymer, Hishiloi Laacher, you probably lent this item to somebody. Vishachach, and you forgot. Oishanotloi, Mizavizuvi, Niach, Vizavisacheres. Or you took the, the axe that you had, and it was in one corner, and now you put it in another corner. Vishachach, and you forgot that you changed it from one location to another location. So we can rely on the fact that it's the same axe, it's not a different axe. Now, the Gemara clarifies Pshat in this Braise, Zavis Mandachar In the Braise, it doesn't talk about the fact that you put it in one corner and you found it in another corner. If you look in the beginning of the Braise, what does it say? A kardem sha'ovad bebayis. You put down an axe somewhere and now you can't locate it. It's gone, it's not here. And then Rabbi Gamliel is talking about the fact that you put it in one corner and you find it in another corner. Whoever mentioned this in the beginning of the Braise? So the Gemara explains, There's something missing here in this Braise, and this is how you have to read it. You had an axe that you put down in a place in your house, and now it's gone. The house is There's a person that's Tommy that was here. He took this axe that you placed there. And he took it. Then you have to read in the Braise, You put down your axe in one corner, and now you find it in another corner. Again, Someone was there, he took this from one place and put it in another place. So it makes you ask Tommy. Because I say, if you can't find your axe, you probably gave it to someone, you lent it to someone. You forgot. Oh, in a case where you find it in a different corner, you probably moved it and you forgot. So the same thing over here, we say that you put your chametz in one place, but then you forgot and you relocated your chametz to another place and you can rely on that and you don't have to do the bedika over again. Another case, you see a achbar, a mouse entered into the house with chametz, it has a piece of bread in its mouth. You follow this mouse. And you find crumbs on the ground. So what do you think? This is, this is the crumbs that the mouse brought into the house. So I discovered it. Very good. It's done. So as the Gemara note, you actually have to go and do bedika on your house again. Once the mouse entered into your house with chametz, the status of your house now changes. It's not bodek anymore. Why? It's not the nature of a mouse to leave crumbs behind it. A mouse takes the chametz, it eats all the crumbs. doesn't leave the crumbs there. Now said, in a similar situation, but over here was a tinik nichnas, a kika If a child grabs chametz and runs into your house, and you follow the child into your house, and you find crumbs, that the child, and you're assuming that the child brought it in. In such a case, you could assume that it's the child that dropped these crumbs. It is the nature of a child when he eats to leave crumbs from what he brings into the house. So in such a case, you could rely that the crumbs that you found is the crumbs that the child brought into the house. Rav asked the following question. You have a mouse that came into the house. And he came into the house with a piece of bread. And then you see a mouse coming out of your house, also with a piece of bread in its mouth. 
Ma, what's the halacha? Mia Merina, do I say, Hainu Haida Ol, the Hainu Haida Nofik? It's the same mouse. The same mouse came in with the chametz, and the same mouse came out with the chametz. I don't have to do any bidik over again. Or maybe I could say, no, if there's one mouse here, there could be a second mouse here. There was one mouse that brought the chametz in, and now there's another achbar that was taking the chametz out, and it's not the chametz that was brought into the house. I have to go and search for that chametz. It's a different mouse that came out with the chametz. It's one shayla. Now, if you're going to say, Hi, no, hi, the all that the Achba that brought the chametz into the house is the same Achba that I saw coming out with the chametz. Hi, no, hi, the nofik, it's the same one that came out. How about if it's a different case? Achba lova nichnas. The mouse that came in is a white mouse, and the kika befiv has a piece of bread in its mouth. The Achba shacha yaitze, and there's a black mouse that came out with a piece of bread in its mouth. Maho, what's going to be the halacha now? Hi, vada yachrinuhu. So for sure, it's a different mouse. There's one mouse that came in and a different mouse that came out. So you have to do bedika. You have to go and find where is that mouse that dropped the chametz into your house. Or maybe I could say, armui arme minei. This mouse that came out is a different mouse, but it grabbed away the piece of bread from the mouse that brought it in, and now it brought out the chametz from the house. So it's taka a different mouse, but it's the same chametz. The chametz was, was, was taken out of the house. So I don't have to do bedika again. Gemara says, "Vaiter ve'im timtzeloimar." If you're gonna say yachbarim leishakli madadi, the mice they don't take the chametz from each other. One mouse brings in the chametz. That mouse brought it in, put it in the house. Another mouse came out and had different chametz. The mice don't fight with each other. They don't take away chametz from each other. Ach benichna. So how about if you have another case? A mouse brought in chametz. The kika befev. And I have a weasel that came out. The kika befia, and there's a piece of bread in its mouth. Now, what's going to be the halach here? Here I could say, A weasel will get into a fight with a mouse, and for sure grab the chomets away from this mouse. So that when you saw the chomets being brought in, you can rely on the fact that the weasel took the chomets out. For sure, it's the same chomets. Or maybe it's not the same chomets, why not? What's the nature of a weasel? And here the Gemara gets very specific, as we'll see in the Hemshech here, to how a weasel acts with an achba, with a mouse. And over here, if you see the weasel is taking out chametz, the im isa, the me'achba shakalte, if it took the chametz from this mouse, achba b'fiya So then the weasel wouldn't be only holding a piece of bread in its mouth, it would take, it would grab the whole ma- mouse in its mouth. You should have found the whole mouse in the mouth of the weasel together with the chametz. So the fact that the weasel is just holding a piece of bread in his mouth, going out of the house, it means that he didn't encounter this uh, mouse that brought in the chametz. The mouse hid the chametz in the house and you have to do bedikah again. So the question is, when you get to the nature of the weasel, when you see the chametz being brought out and you don't see the mouse being brought out, could you rely that it's the same chametz or not? Now if you're going to say, That if it's true that this weasel took the chametz away from this mouse, Then the weasel would have had the mouse itself in its mouth. So a different case, we could have a shayla. A mouse came into the house, And he has a piece of bread that he brought into the house. And then you have a weasel that comes out of the house, and now this weasel actually has a mouse in its mouth, and it also has a piece of chametz in its mouth. Ma, what's going to be the halacha now? What's the shaila? 
Hocha vadai ihu hu. So this is the this is the mouse that came into your house with the chametz, and this is also the chametz. So you know for sure that it was cleaned out. Whatever came in left. Or maybe I could say no. What happened over here? The weasel has the mouse in its mouth, and it has the chametz in its mouth. Im isa the ihu niu. If this is the mouse that the weasel got with the chametz that was brought in, kikar befi achbar mishtakach. So then the chametz would have been in whose mouth? In the weasel's mouth, in the chulde's mouth, in the mouse's mouth. When the, when the chulde encountered the, the, the achbar, it grabbed hold of the mouse and the chametz was in the mouth of the achbar. So the chametz would have still been in the mouth of the achbar. So again, it should have been found in the mouth of the mouse. Or maybe I could say, not necessarily. When the mouse saw the weasel, it got very afraid, and the chametz fell out of its mouth. And the weasel grabbed the mouse, and it also grabbed the chametz. So now you see that the chametz is in the mouth of the weasel, together with a mouse that's in the mouth of the weasel. And I could say that it probably brought it out. This Shailah, the Gemara, doesn't give an answer. So in all of these Shailahs that the Gemara says over here, the Gemara says, Im Tim Tzalaymar. The klal is, whenever the Gemara says, Im Tim Tzalaymar, we paskin like that, Im Tim Tzalaymar. So all of these questions the Gemara answers, and we paskin according to the Im Tim Tzalaymar, besides the last question regarding the nature of a weasel, when it grabs the mouse together with the chametz, and you have the chametz in the mouth of the weasel, do I say that it's the same chametz and not only the last shaila is a teiko? Dr. Gemara, now we call, these, all these cases are very uh, uncommon cases. Now the Gemara comes back to a more simple common case. You have chametz that's on the top of a roof somewhere. It's on a high place. When you do bedikas chametz, you have to get a ladder and do bedikas chametz and look on a high place to take it down. Or no, you don't have to. What's the, what's the question based on? Do you say, when the Rabbanon obligated you to do bedike besides Bittl, Chachamim said you must do bedike as well, they didn't uh, demand of you to go so far to go and climb up and look at a roof to take off the Chachamim. Why not? This is not something that might fall down on its own. You're not going to come to eat it. Or maybe it's possible a wind will blow, something will happen, and it'll fall down. You're going to come to eat it. So therefore you do have to go and get the chametz down even from a high spot. It's this Gemara that Taisus brings a raya to his pshat that he says in the beginning of the Mesechta that the reason that Chachamim obligated Bedikas chametz is because you might come to eat it. If the reason for Bedikas chametz was like the shittas that it says in other Rishayinim, that we can't rely on bittel because the bittel that a person does is not necessarily sincere and it's not necessarily with a full heart, so it's not really hefker, so therefore the chametz is still found in your house and you're even by your by your matzah, what difference does it make if it's going to fall or not? It's in your house. It's present in your territory. You're even by your by your matzah. What difference does it make if it's going to fall down or not? The fact that the Gemara over here says that the concern is that you might come to eat it or not, and the question is whether it's going to fall down or not, says Taisus from here is a raya that the reason for Bedikah's chametz is that you shouldn't come to eat the chametz. I mentioned yesterday, the Alter Rebbe and Shulchan Aruch says that there's more than one reason for why we must do Bedikah, but the main reason is that you shouldn't come to eat it. And the raya is from this Gemara. I mentioned yesterday, if you have a spot in your house where chametz falls in a place and you can't uncover it, you don't have to do bedikah. You don't have to break open the, 
the floor or place to do the bedikah because it's a place where you're not going to come to eat it. You don't have to do bedikah. But the gluski yafe was not that you're going to come to eat it. By the gluski yafe, it's because you might not burn it right away. And if you don't burn it the moment you find it, you even buy it all by your matzah. Here the Gemara Befeirish says the Lashen, Loi Asi Lamechla. That as long as you won't come to eat it, you don't have to do Bidike. Talk to Gemara Vaita, Vim Tim Tzalaymar, if you're going to say regarding this case where the Chomets is found on a roof, Zimnin the Nafala might fall down on its own, Vasi Lamechla, and you're going to come to eat it. And this is how we Paskin, that you have to do Bidike when it's in a high place, you have to do Bidike and take it down. But the question now is, Kika Babay, if you have a, a piece of Chomets that fell into a pit, do you need a ladder to go and bring it out of the pit? Or not? What's the question? In this case, the chomet is not coming out of the pit on its own. It's not going to fall down. It's there in the pit and it's going to stay there whole Pesach. Or maybe I should be concerned. If there's a pit there, you might have some purpose that you have to go down there. And then when you're there, you might come to eat it. So therefore, you have to go and do bedike. Says the Gemara, now if you're going to say, you might go down in the pit for the purpose of whatever it is you have to do there. You might come to eat it. So the final shayla of the Gemara is, you have a piece of chametz in your house, but the piece of chametz is in the mouth of a snake. It's in a place where, if it's in the mouth of a snake, the question is, do you have to do bedikah or not? What's the basis of the Gemara's question? Do you have to get a chaver? In this case, the Taisha, the word chaver is a professional. Someone that's going to make a fight with a snake to get it away from him. Do you have to hire somebody? Do you have to pay somebody to get the chametz away from the snake or not? So Taisus over here explains, what's the, well, first let's see the Lashon of the Gemara. So the Gemara, Do I say that the obligation of Bedikah's Chomets is only for you to go and do Bedikah with your body, to go and look for the Chomets? If you have to hire somebody, if you have the Chomets in a dangerous place, like in this example, in the Chomets in the mouth of a snake, so you have to hire a professional to do the Bedikah, to get the Chomets out of there, Chachamim did not obligate you to pay money for your Bedikah. Or there's no difference, even in a case where you have to pay, and it's a case where you have to hire a professional, you have to pay to do the bedik, teiku. Taisus here explains that we had before in the Gemara, that a person is ready to pay for bedik, and you have to pay for bedik's chomets. If you remember, we had a case of a renter, he comes into a house, and he thought that there was, the bedik was done, and he has to pay for the bedik. So says Taisus, the only reason the Gemara has a question over here is because, there's a sad to say that the snake is going to eat the chametz, or the snake is going to take out the chametz. So in such a case, if you have to hire and pay someone for the bedike, we have a question whether you have to pay for it or not. But in a regular case, for sure you have to pay for bedike. If a person is too old or doesn't have the kayak to do bedike, you're going to have to pay somebody to do bedike's chametz. The only reason we have a shayla is because it's in the mouth of a snake and possibly he's going to eat it or take it out on his own. So in such a case, you don't have to hire a professional for this.